Grow Your Bottom Line, hosted by LaDawn Townsend, is a weekly podcast and business show. On this episode... You know, and I don't know where that comes from. I don't know if it was the way I was conditioned by my single mother who had me and raised me tough to go get it every day. She, 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 she taught me, you know, when we go out of the house, we look like somebody. We dress like somebody. We act like somebody. We show up. We grow up. We deliver. We don't whine. We don't complain. We don't make excuses. And I've tried to figure out where does this strong drive and intensity come from in my life? And um, is it because I want to help people? Of course. But I love pursuing I love pursuing big things. I'm most motivated when I'm progressing towards something big. I love setting big targets and moving toward those targets. But a lot of the way I am, the way I think, has been conditioned in me from a very early age in life. I was raised to be a monster. You know what I mean? Yeah. Just like you were. It sounds like, you know, you had a similar raising. So All coming up next. Welcome back to the Grow Your Bottom Line podcast. Today is part two of our interview with Coach Michael Bird. We're continuing our discussion around how do you activate the monster mentality in business. We talked last time around why is a monster mindset needed. Today, we're diving even deeper on how do you cultivate this culture within your team and first within yourself as a leader. So join me in part two of our interview with Coach Michael Bird. You know, Coach, I love how you said that this is not just a job for you. This is really a calling for you. And I think that's what a lot of leaders are facing today is, you know, the businesses are up and running, but what do they really want to do and, and making that pivot and shift and change? I just have a question for you, and I've followed you for the past few years. What drives you each day to do what you do? I know you don't drink coffee. I heard you don't drink coffee. No. And you, you don't do energy drinks and things like that. Um, I know you're on a really good diet. I've been following that. See, I follow you. Um, what drives you every day to do what you do? Yeah, you know, that's a good question. I do drink some slams, a couple slams a day, which are, which are Advocare kind of, um, you know, what is that, Energy B? B12 shots, you know, uh, but, but I've, I've, I've asked myself this question, LaDon, that's, it's so hard for me to articulate this to you because I know Simon Sinek came out with the book, Find Your Why. Right. And I, I have a philosophical difference here after coaching lots of people. Sometimes people have something in them that you cannot put in them and you just can't take it out of them. Yeah. You know, and I don't know where that comes from. I don't know if it was the way I was conditioned by my single mother who had me and raised me tough to go get it every day. She, 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 she taught me, you know, when we go out of the house, we look like somebody. We dress like somebody. We act like somebody. We show up. We grow up. We deliver. We don't whine. We don't complain. We don't make excuses. And I've tried to figure out where does this strong drive and intensity come from in my life? And um, is it because I want to help people? Of course. But I love pursuing, I love pursuing big things. I'm most motivated when I'm progressing towards something big. I love setting big targets and moving toward those targets. But a lot of the way I am, the way I think has been conditioned in me from a very early age in life. I was raised to be a monster. You know what I mean? Yeah. Just like you were. It sounds like, you know, you had a similar raising. So, so which is why your thought pattern is here. Now, wh why, why is that a problem? Is that most Americans do not have this mindset. Exactly. I mean, 70% of Americans say they do just enough not to get fired. Most people live for the weekend so they can escape the reality of their lives. Most people are not interested in living optimal lives. Most people are not interested in playing at a high frequency. You know, my buddy Brad Lee said, uh, Coach, you ought, to, you ought to just tell people that you're going to strain them versus train them because that's what they hear. 
When you say you're going to get trained by Coach Burt, you might as well say, oh, Coach Burt's going to strain you. Nobody wants to be strained. Right. Now, here's the point. I'm not looking for everybody. Right. I, I was on the phone with a guy today who wouldn't take action on a $49 plan. And I'm like, look, man, if you won't invest 49 bucks in yourself, then I can't help you. Like, I don't know what to do for you. Like, we're talking. I've created enough value for you in 30 minutes. There's X number of things you're not doing. You're not going to produce at a higher rate. We can have this talk today. Or we can have it six months from today. And the sad part is you're not going to be any better off six months from today. So you need to do something. Whether I coach you or somebody else coaches you, you need coaching, okay? You need somebody who will help you. And some people are just living such a fearful state or such a state of contraction that they literally can't even think about buying a book. No. They can't think about spending 10 bucks on it. Now they'll spend 10 bucks on a, on a coffee at, at Starbucks. They'll spend 30 bucks at the, at the mall. They'll spend $500 in some type of entertainment, but they won't spend it on themselves. And this is a big problem for Americans. Americans do not get better as they get older. They just get older. They need to get better. And the way they get better is they skill up. And the way you skill up, you have somebody coaching you. So I'm very passionate about this, but I, I typically try to figure out within a very short period if I'm if that's a person I'm looking for or not looking for. I, I like that. You know, I know a lot of people who are listening to this. Um, and Eric White, I have to give a shout out to him, a part of your organization. He has been a huge supporter of me and connected us. And I see him on the line. You know, he called me the other day after I was on. I mean, I think I was just on a tear after being on talking to executives and team members and what do you mean you're not selling? What do you, you know, we got into just improving process, but the way we work is we need to know the whole function of the company. And so we started building sales. And I know some people are listening to this and they may be saying it's really aggressive. The reason I so much enjoy your world and talking with you is we flow in what others may seem aggressive. But what I will tell you is that money doesn't come to those that are sitting idly by. You know, you grow up, you grew up with, you know, your mother instilling those things with you. I have the same thing. You know, I remember I was 12 years old before I realized that the word can't was an actual word in the dictionary because growing up, my parents told us can is a word. You can't use that word, use proper words. And so I didn't, I never said can't, which a mindset for a child growing into adulthood was that you always do. And it wasn't until an English teacher actually showed me it was a real word. Why do I share that with our audience? Because the word can't is now a subconsciously within the workplace. And we're seeing that with people relying. I'm glad that there's stimulus payments going out. I'm glad that there's assistance. The best assistance you can give yourself is infusing cash flow into your business. And that comes through sales. And so we have some ladies I see that are on the line as well. And I, I, this is not a male or female thing. You find your flow, but you must have this gear of bringing in income into your business and to be unapologetic with that. So as a part of what you teach people in the Monster Producer Program um, around this concept, when people are hesitant about sales, especially leaders, one of the top things I find, Coach, I'll share with you, these are leaders of organizations that have 30, 40, 50, a hundred plus people, when we ask the question, what is your sales goal for the year? Not investments, not revenue, not that sales. There is nine times out of 10 a pause yeah. because they don't track to the number. Can you talk to the importance of setting sales goals? Well, setting a target in life is very critical. Without a target, we don't know if we're winning or losing. Just like in sports, we know who wins and who loses. And in business, you need a dominant focus. And a dominant focus is a single tangible outcome you would like to drive in a 12-month cycle as measured in 30-day windows. Like you need to know what is the top line revenue number we're trying to drive, right? What is the profitability number we want from this? Right. 
And then, and then you need to track it every day. We look at those numbers every single day. I get a report every morning called the five dials and the five dials tells me exactly what we've sold, exactly how much money we've collected, exactly where we are year to date, exactly where we are month to date. And this is very important because I'm trying to drive a top line number. I'm trying to push us to that number. Our salespeople have goals that they're trying to hit every day, five o'clock every day. They have to turn in what they sold for the day in relationship to their monthly number. So everything is broken down into a 30 day cycle, right? So, so companies, I don't understand why most leaders don't understand that the purpose of the business is to create new revenue. The purpose of the business is to generate a customer. Peter Drucker said that the whole reason we have a business is to create a customer yep. who, who will exchange their money for our solution, for our product and service. So it amazes me, amazes me how many companies I coach in a day that do not have a customer acquisition system. Right. How do you get customers? What's the number of ways you're getting customers? How many leads are you getting? We're driving between 693 and a thousand leads a month. Okay. For my company. Now, those are people who, you know, have indicated some kind of interest in our services. We put that on our, what we call our hit list. We initiate. So there's four steps to our sale. We initiate, we connect, we locate a significant problem. We offer a compelling solution. If they indicate interest, we start, we initiate a million dollar follow-up plan. All this is in the book, uh, um, inside the mind of a monster that we're going to give you today. Okay. We're going to give you that book. So, so text into the number, Eric and Lakin can put the text number in there, text into the number so you can get the book because this is very important. I, everything you're talking about is all in the book inside the mind of a monster. It's a systematic strategy to become a legendary creature. Okay. So on the part of that sales goal, thank you guys. I would definitely recommend you to get that book. Um, you know, as leaders are going through this piece, what do you find is the, the number one um, area of development that business owners and leaders can do? I know you have a number of events at your lodge. I'm looking forward to being able to come to one. Um, and, and it's, I think leaders complicate their process so much and they complicate what they're supposed to do. And I call it the bright, shiny object syndrome. It's, you know, the business isn't generating. I need to go spend $10,000 on a website. And we've talked to companies who've poured seven, $10,000 a month into marketing with no sales process, no business operations process. So when we come in, the, the, the problem is not your marketing agency is there's nothing to, there's nothing to hold what you're feeding in. Right. And so as leaders, where do they start as a leader? They're, they're in charge of a big ship. They have all these moving parts. They know they have to set a sales goal. They have to kick up the energy, but what do you find is the hesitation that most leaders don't do this? Well, it's part of a growth system. Okay. They need it. They need a growth system. And that's really what we're, we're teaching people is it starts by activating the prey drive of the leader and the people. And that's very important because until the prey drive is activated, none of this stuff matters, right? Prey drive is an instinctual ability to see something and go get it. It's drive. It's vim and vigor. It's enthusiasm. There's activators of that drive to get, to get the culture going where people are excited and enthusiastic and motivated and really ready to make them 80 phone calls a day, right? Whether they want to or not, they're, they're, they're getting their mind ready for what their body's about to do. So pray drive is first explanation of service is second. Do you have a world-class explanation of service? That's a, that's a, a six step process that we teach uh, that we learned through a person in our coaching program named Tom Love. He and I've worked together to take that and commercialize that concept. Then we've got the selling system we call legacy selling. And, and that is in my book, Inside the Mind of a Monster. Then we've got million dollar follow-up, which is a seven touch system to get and keep the attention of the prospect who's interested. Then we've got, how do you extract 5.7 referrals? Then we move to person of interest. 
okay? How you become the go-to player. This is part of a growth system, okay? So so we, at the lodge that you mentioned, we, we spend two days breaking the whole system down. And you find hundreds of thousands of dollars in that system where you're losing money. Because I guarantee you, I don't care if you got a billion-dollar company, there are parts of that system that you're not doing very well. You're not getting referrals. You're not following up like you should, right? You're, you're not not working the selling system. You don't have a good EOS. Prey drive is inactive in many of your people. So we find a place that you're losing money. That's called a missing structure. And we help you as the coach feel that missing structure. I love that you talk about that. We call it revenue leakage, right? And, and it's amazing to me, coach. And, you know, I'm always, I tell people, I'm always going to tell you the truth. This is what we live in day in and day out. You know, there are organizations. My, my last question to you is about the hunter mentality within your sales team. You know, I believe that you need hunters and not gatherers. And what we find with more established companies is that there's such a push for marketing and branding and they're now a name and they're well known. So the sales team aren't really hunters. They're really gatherers. They're waiting. You know, one of the thing, questions we ask is, tell me what's your show rate on sales conversations, whatever you want to call it, in person. And I'm frequently told 100%. Now, no one has a 100% show rate all the time, right? And that tells me they're more gatherers. There's not tracking. There's no system. There's none of that information there. So how? what is the best way that a leader can create a culture and attract and keep hunters on their sales team versus gatherers? Yeah, I think the leader needs to be a dynamic person. And, and people are attracted to people who are dynamic, people who are moving, people who are circulating. See, part of the part of the opportunity to work with a guy like me is who you're exposed to in a weekly basis. What kind of talent do you get? Where do places do you get to go? Who do you get to be around? It's not just the work. I mean, it's a real opportunity to, to spend time with some of the top thinkers in the world, to be exposed to the best strategies and the best tactics. You know, a lot of the leaders ha are, are just not that dynamic. They, they're not that interesting. They don't bring a lot to the equation. You know, I, I try to attract like-minded people who want to do something big in the world. They see work as a distribution channel for their talents. They have talents and they're distributing those talents to the world. And the higher they distribute those talents, the more the world begins to reward them in the form of love and money and recognition and referrals and reputation and affirmation, right? So they distribute their talent to the world and the world comes back and says, man, you're good. We're going to pay you more money and we're right. Or we're going to give you bigger commissions or we're going to, we're going to go out here and produce more. And so, that's very important that you attract like-minded people who want to do something big, but you as the leader need to be a dynamic person that is doing big things in the world. I love that. So guys, you've gotten so many nuggets today. One of the things I want to share with you before we go is take action on what you've heard. There's at least five or six different things that if you implement with this within your company, even if you don't hire a coach or hire me, you can see a shift within your company, but all of this is going to happen if you take, action as the leader and you hold your team accountable and you move out of feelings and into production because winter will ask you what you did all spring and summer and when we go back to a new normal this is the last thing i want to tell you right now we're filming this at the time where there's the coronavirus now i won't get into the studies and what people think in the time frame you know some cities are shut down for 90 days there will be a recovery do you want to be the person in receipt of assistance or do you want to be the one getting assistance so you can get receipts? That's what you have to ask yourself and take whatever you heard today, take one thing and implement it into your business today. And believe me, if you're uncomfortable, you're on the right track.
Coach, thank you so much for your time today. Any, anything else you want to share with us before we go? No, I just tell people, take advantage of what I'm giving you. I'm giving you the book Inside the Mind of a Monster, right? Text the code in. Eric White and Lake at Hibden are on here. They can get you the code if you didn't catch it. Uh, you just email them or text them, and we can we can really make sure we help you get to the higher freaks. But text text that number in that we gave you, okay? I'll show it to you one more time uh, so so you can see it. Very important. I want, I want everybody to see. Yeah, there we go. I want everybody to see this so they can get it because this is a good thing. I'm going to share my screen. There you go right there. Text that. Text monster, right? Text monster exclamation point for double D, LaDawn, right? She got that double D personality, okay? <laughs> 678-506-7543, monster in all capitals with an exclamation point. I'm going to give you a copy of the book. Inside the Mind of a Monster on me just for coming and being part of this today, guys. So 678-506-7543, monster exclamation point. That's going to get you the book Inside the Mind of a Monster. So thank you for having me. I really enjoyed this. I like you a lot. You're a cool person. And you're, uh, you're, we're kindred spirits, right? We are kindred spirits. It's something about being from the South. I'm just telling you. Coach, thank you so much. Thank you for your team. I truly enjoyed it, guys. Until next time, go out and make something happen in your business today. Pivot and take action. Thank you. Are you ready? Before you go, make sure to subscribe to this channel and leave a review. We look forward to hearing your feedback on this episode. Also, are you receiving a copy of The Revenue Report? Then we invite you to join the Voss community, a private members-only online area for business leaders. To learn more and to receive your copy of the Revenue Report, visit vossgroup.org.